It's no accident that you're here today. God brought you into the house to receive something, to be challenged, to be encouraged. And uh, how many, you got some pretty high expectations about this year? Yeah. How many, like I shared last week, my word for last year, it was a very unexpected year. How many are like, you're not sad to see 2023 go? Anybody? Yeah, some of you. Um, I shared uh, last week that uh, my word for 2023, the beginning of the year, was surrender. Spiritual sounding word. And I told y'all, if you were here, how many were here last week, by the way? Let me just give a, all right, so we got, that's good. So you're going to get a little recap, some repetition, but, uh, and then we'll go into the new part of it, because it's new. Everybody say new. Um, but I, I put that word surrender on the year as an intention, because Beck's right. Like, you got to be intentional. The, like, you don't get a step into your destiny, and everything God's called you to, that stuff doesn't happen by accident. It happens with intention, with purpose, with determination, partnering with God in that. We'll get into all that. Uh, but I did not realize how much putting surrender as an intention on the year, I didn't realize how much it was going to cost me. But apparently, like, you know, life and death in the power of the tongue, like, I had a lot that needed to die in me over 2023. And God was like, here, I'm going to help you out. You said you wanted surrender. <laughs> Try this. And so it did. It cost a lot, but I, I wouldn't pull it back for anything. Because right. although it was a hard year, and I do not, unequivocally, do not want to repeat 2023, it gave me some gifts that I couldn't have gotten any other way. And so I'm grateful for that. But today is all about the new. Everybody say new. Because God does not do next, he does new. Love that my daughter can bring me a revelation that I can just deliver to you right there. And it is a thing that we look for the next of the old rather than the new thing that God wants to do. See, he wants to do something new in you and in this year. But if you're only looking for the next of the old, you Probably, you're probably going to miss it. And so he wants to do something new. Look at somebody say new. Um, now, my word for 2024, <coughs> excuse me, my word for 2024 is momentum. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking this through. Like, can God hurt me on that one? Like, <laughs> surrender. Momentum sounds better. Don't try to outthink God, by the way, but anyways. So the word's momentum, but this is not like praying for God to drop momentum down out of heaven or fairy dust to fall on me and like, momentum! Because people can talk that way about momentum, like I'm waiting for momentum. I'm, I'm believing momentum's gonna hit. Momentum don't work that way. What I know is that I, because God has put divine power on the inside of me. He gave me the power to choose, therefore the power to change myself and my life, my direction. So I have the power to create momentum. Philippians 4, 13, it says, I can do, who can do it? 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And everybody loves to quote that verse and act like God's going to do it all. He didn't say he's going to do it all. He said, you can do all things through him who gives you strength. So don't, don't forget that it's him who strengthens you and he's your source, but he ain't going to do it for you. He will not do for you what he put you on this planet and gave you the ability to do yourself. And so momentum, I know that I get to create it. And at the same time, I know that God's favor, his unmerited favor, accelerates and amplifies momentum in ways that I can never do on my own. We're, we're going to talk more about that. So for me, momentum comes down to, okay, I'm going to be in communion with God, and I'm going to identify what are those things that if I do them consistently, because if I can create momentum, I create momentum by what I do consistently in my life. So God, what are you instructing me to do? What are you asking me to do? And then if I'll just do those things consistently, I'll make progress every day. Has anybody heard the compound effect? <coughs> Little things done consistently over time will create dramatic, radical results in your life. That's why uh, Galatians 6, <coughs> I think it's verse 9, says, do not get tired of doing what is right. Because in the end, you will reap a harvest if you do not faint. I love you. Some of you, God wants to bless you and overflow your life. You just quit too early. I love you. Stop giving up. Some of you, you get it, you encounter difficulty or challenge. You're like, well, I guess it's not God's will. Really? I mean, did Jesus encounter any difficulty or challenge? Did he on the way to the cross say, well, I guess it's not God's will? When he was sweating drops of blood in the garden, well... I mean, I thought this was going to be easier, Father. Surely this is not your will. No, no, he said, not my will, but yours be done. So how many of you, like the word God gave us, God gave our pastor was expansion. Everybody say expansion. Who wants some expansion? But again, this is not wish and a prayer. Fairy dust expansion. There will be no altar calls where we come up and sprinkle fairy dust on you. And you magically, supernaturally get expansion in your life. Listen, you and I are going to have to participate in the expansion that God desires to bring into our life. If you read through the Bible, the miracles that God performs, does he do divine intervention, supernatural no human was involved kind of miracles? Yes, occasionally. But the breadth of the Bible, if you go through, the vast majority of the miracles that God performs, there's a man, there's a woman that says, okay, God, here am I, use me. Here am I. I'm willing to participate. I'm willing to be involved. I'm willing to do whatever you tell me to do. 
The Red Sea would have never been parted if Moses wasn't willing to participate. And so, if you want expansion in your life, just checking again, how many want expansion? If so, say yes! yes. <clears throat> then you are going to have to participate in what God wants to do. One more thing I'll just share real quick. Um, I was on a call with Pastor Chuck Balsamo. How many love that guy? Yeah, he's awesome. Love him. And uh, he's also, he's a pastor, um, but he's also extremely accomplished in business. He's a business and life coach. I invested in working with him years and years ago. And so we've been working together for years, and every week for an hour we get on a call. And he centers me in Jesus and pushes me to do the things in my business to grow my business, right? And he, we weren't having this exact conversation, but he said something that really resonates with this, and it was this. He said, Mark, I know that God's taking me further this year, expanding me, if you will. He said, and I did, my intention, it's funny, that word just keep coming up, Beck. My intention is that this is going to be the greatest year of wealth creation, expansion in my life, because he's got several businesses that are just doing amazing things while he's building the kingdom. By the way, just tangent, it ain't either or in the kingdom. You don't have to quit your job to go be a preacher. There's some people that you're working with every single day that need the God on the inside of you. You're called to ministry? Go get it. You don't need to be up here to be called to ministry. Sorry, I was just tangent. As bonus free for you today. What was I saying before that? <clears throat> oh, Chuck. So he said, this is going to be my greatest year of wealth expansion, but he said, it's also going to be my greatest year of, of my position in Christ, of growing in him. He said, I want to be, I love this phrase that he used, I want to be word-driven more than ever. See, it's not either or, it can be both and. And in fact, the more you're surrendered to him, See, see, if I hadn't had a year of surrender, I wouldn't be ready for a year of momentum. I know that. I want to repeat it, praying I learned the lessons I needed to learn, but now there's a, a different intention for the coming year. And so if you desire expansion, um, don't be out of balance in what that expansion looks like. What's your first and primary area of expansion? Your relationship with him. Knowing who you are in Christ. Knowing the word. Walking in faith. Like having that daily time where it's just you and him and nobody else. As our pastor likes to say, getting alone with him until you're not alone anymore. When the whole world disappears and it's just you and him. See, that's the foundation of expansion. So, <clears throat> uh, last week I attempted to give you three keys, and I only gave you one, really. Um, so, I want to do a quick little, so this is keys for your expansion. How many want expansion? You can just say yes. yes. It didn't sound like you really wanted it. Yes. I mean, I, how many would like to expand this year? Yes. All right, all right. Just because my voice isn't as strong as usual doesn't mean yours can't be. Like, I need y'all to help me out here, Okay. So if you want that expansion, there are keys that can amplify that. 
So there are things you can do and things, if you don't do them, you're not going to expand. So I focused on one last week. I'm going to just give a quick recap. Not because I didn't have anything else to say, but because you need this. We need this, right? And that is this. Key number one, that gratitude is the fuel for your expansion. If you can't be grateful, you're not going to expand too much this year. If you're waiting for God to do it the way you want him to do it, in the timing that you want him to do it, just the way you want him to do it, aren't we good at telling God how to do his job? Like, do you think he's going to expand that? Mm -mm. He's going to say, learn the secret of being content, whatever your circumstances, right? Now, he's comfortable with you expanding because he said, you can be content whether well-fed or in plenty. I've experienced both sides of those. This is in Philippians, is that four? Yeah, Philippians four. Be content whether in lack and want or in plenty. Has anybody else experienced both sides of those? Yes. Um, I just as soon learn the principle over here so I can live over here on the other side. But it, without gratitude, you're never going to get to the other side. He can't trust you with that expansion. And so let's put the word on this. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. <coughs> this is in the message. Oh, I love this. I love the Bible. Hey, if you haven't been reading the Bible consistently, can you make like today the beginning of that? Because it brings joy and life. It's living and active. It is, it is a lamp under your feet and a light under your path. You can't thrive this year. You can't expand this year without the Word of God. It's got to be central. It's got to be primary. It's got to come alive in you. And you can't do that without reading it. Like, if this was my Bible, this actually doesn't work. Like... Biblical study through osmosis, it's, it's not a thing. Just like it wasn't in, in school, in high school, when you were some of you students, it doesn't work that way. You got to do the work. You got to show up. The Bible is awesome. Look at somebody say, the Bible is awesome. Philippians 4, 8 through 9, it says, summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true and noble and reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. Listen, this, this next little phrases, these are helpful. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God who makes everything. Everybody say everything. Everything worked together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. If you can't look back at 2023, isn't it great to be able to say that now? Look back, because it's, it's over now. 2020, it's done. You got to be able to look back with gratitude. You need to be able to look back and find the best, the beautiful, and the things to praise in 2023. And in fact, I gave you a challenge to do that this week. How many were here last week and you took some time to reflect on the gains and the gratitude? Oh, look at you. Good job. The rest of you, you, you failed. <laughs> I love you. 
But listen, take some time this week to find the best, the beautiful, the things to praise, and I promise you it'll shift your entire life. I'm not really gonna teach this, but you get to choose whether you're gonna live in the gap or the gains. The gap is when you're right here, this is where you're at, what you've achieved or what you've experienced in your life. This right here is the end of 2023. You're right here, right? First week of 2024, you're right here. And if you are focused on the future, the ideal in the future, and you need that, like I was saying earlier, before you can be happy, before you can be fulfilled, before you can be blessed, blessed and highly favored even. If you need that, you're living in the gap. You're dissatisfied, you're disgruntled, you're unhappy, you're disappointed, you're frustrated, you're asking God why, why, why haven't you? Why didn't you? Why'd you do that and not this? You're living in the gap. But if instead you can say, well, this is where I'm at right now, and you can go backwards and say, well, look where I started. Woo, since I started, what is the beautiful? the best, the things, the praise that I can focus on. Because if I can do that and I can realize that God takes everything and works it for my good, then I'm in a place of strength and power. I'm walking in the holiness that God's called me to. You can't do that when you're living in the gap. So you gotta get out of the gap. You gotta live in the games. Listen, God, so like some of you don't know, like I'm, I'm an elder at the church. I used to be on staff for like 20 four years or something like that, but now I have a business and I still am an elder and I serve here, right? But I have a coaching business. I work with business owners, entrepreneurs all across the country. And this work, some of this stuff that I'm giving you right here, I work this with my clients. They pay thousands of dollars every single year to get in a call with a bunch of like-minded people every single week so that they can be reminded to live in the games. Because I don't care who you are, whether you're a, a stay-at-home mom or a business owner or a teacher or a doctor, if you live in the gap, you are going to be miserable and frustrated and you're going to pull everybody down with you. God did not design you to be waiting for happiness to someday. He designed you to live in full gratitude and peace comes with that and joy comes with that. Because the greatest gain of all, I know who I am in him. Everything, everything else is gravy. I know if I died today, I'd be spending eternity in heaven with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Everything else, bonus. Icing on the cake. You gotta know, see, that's the games. And see, some of you, you haven't got the progress that you want, the expansion that you want, because you haven't been grateful for what he gave you. You're like, God, give me more, give me more, give me more, give me more. It's like the, your toddler, when they're asking for more and they're not grateful for the thing they get, that you already gave them, how generous are you with that child? Not very generous, right? God is wanting us to like step back and be grateful. Everybody say be grateful. Now, <clears throat> just one more verse so I can move on to the, the new stuff. Everybody say new. But this is so important. James 1, 2, and 4. I read it last week. going to do it again because some of you, you're glad that 2023 is over. <laughs> I am. But again, I've got to find the gains out of it, okay? And this is, 
this, this is the frame. This is what we have to get. We have to see the games. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. By the way, when your faith isn't being tested, you ain't, it doesn't have a chance to grow. When everything is up and to the right and smiles and happy and like, oh, life is good, you're not really growing that much. As was a massive theme last week, it is through the hardest moments, the hard stuff, where we grow the most. That's where God gives us the greatest gifts, builds our character. And that's what the verse says. So it has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Don't complain about it. Don't wish it was different. Don't pray just for a new year. Let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed. You will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. How do we want to get there? Now, the good news is that he says going through the hard stuff will get you to that place. The bad news is I don't think any of us in here are fully developed yet. So we don't graduate from this process. But we get better and better at seeing anything and everything that happens to us as an opportunity to grow. Anything and everything that happens to us is an opportunity for him to expand what he's doing on the inside of us, to minister to someone else, to grow his kingdom. Because if it isn't good, he's not done yet. Because Romans 8, 28, all things. Everybody say all things. They work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. So... Um, if you haven't taken time to reflect and squeeze the games out, um, I encourage you to do it this week. Find your big wins personally and vocationally and spiritually and take some time to focus on those things. The good, the beautiful, the best. Amen? Key number two. Faith and expectation is the foundation of our expansion. How many want to expand? Say yes. You can't do it without focusing on your faith and expectation. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So in simple definition, Pastor Marion uses all the time, faith simply knowing and trusting God. And then hope. What is hope? Confident expectation. Confident expectation. So now, faith, knowing and trusting God, is the substance of things I confidently expect. A lot of times people think their faith is broke. But their faith isn't broken, it's just that they're confidently expecting the wrong things. We'd be quoting worldly stuff like, well, it's just Murphy's Law. I don't even know what Murphy, is it like bad things happen or going to happen or something like, I don't even like, I don't even like it, I'm not even talking about it. But like, well, I'm just waiting for the other foot to fall. Really? Is that what you're confidently expecting? There's no more good fish in the sea. You want to get married or not? I corrected, a, I was on a plane, my kids make fun of me. I don't know, they make fun of me. They laugh at me. I was on the plane. I made a new best friend. Got on the plane. They pulled out a book. 
Abba's Child by Brennan Manning. Amazing book. You should totally read it if you need to lock in your identity in Christ. Pulled out the book. I, re- I said, that's a great book. That's all it took. In the next hour and a half, we didn't stop talking. <laughs> New best friend. He was great. Like deep spiritually husband and wife. And uh, he said something. He asked something about his business. And he said, yeah, it's just hard to find good help. And I was like, really? Because if that's what you're expecting, it's hard to find good help. Then are you going to find good help? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Wherever focus goes, your energy flows. You got to shift your expectation. Because if you don't shift your expectation, that's, that's the foundation for your expansion. So you can be like, I want, expect, I want expansion this year. But if you keep saying stupid stuff like that and thinking stupid stuff like that, I did not call you stupid. I called the thought stupid. That's stupid stuff. Don't think that. Okay? You got to shift because it's the foundation. You, you can't expand the way God wants you to if you don't re-up on your faith and your expectation. Listen to that verse in the message and in the passion. I'm going to read both. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. Firm foundation. Everybody say foundation. The Passion Translation. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Your expansion is going to require your faith and your expectation. And guess what? That's all the evidence you need to have the expansion you want. You mean I don't need to wait for it to be seen with my natural eyes before it's real? No. If you can expand your faith and your expectation, it's already real. There's already proof because your faith and expectation guaranteed it. Now, okay, who wants expansion? Make me believe it if you do. Say yes. Believe it. But can you tell me what that expansion looks like? Can you, in the eyes of faith, can you see it? Can you describe it to me? Can you tell me some of the details that nobody else would know? Can, Can you articulate what a year of expansion in 2024 looks like for you. Because if you can't do those things, your faith is going to manifest what you're confidently expecting. So if you're sitting over here and you're like, well, here we go again. I'm going to gird myself to get through another year. I'm going to survive. Survive's dangerous, by the way. And you're like, I'm hoping, I'm wishing and praying. And I said last week, listen, you can't willy-nilly pray for expansion. Like, yeah, I want expansion. What do you want? I don't know. I just want to expand it. No. Now, we're not going to tell God how to do his job, but we are going to get clear. Because my faith is going to manifest whatever I am confidently expecting. 
So what is it that you are desiring specifically for God to do? Because that is exactly what your faith is going to manifest. So I don't want just faith like I'm going to know and trust God, but I also want you to do the work of like, okay, what, what is it you're asking him to do this year? What is something significant that, you know what, if he does that, everything changes? Is it strengthening your marriage? Is it bringing in that relationship, that person? Now listen, if you're single and you want that relationship, don't you dare just be like, I want somebody in my life. Because God will give you what you ask for. If you don't get specific, like get specific. I want him tall, dark, and handsome. I want her to be a blonde, a brunette. I want her to be, I, I want to be so attracted to this woman, I can't stand to not be around her. I want to like feel that thing in the, my stomach when, the, when she walks in the room. I still get that with my wife. What do you want? How many business owners in the room? Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. Do you want to grow your business this year? How much? What percentage? What are the numbers? How many team members do you need to add? How are you going to increase the value that you're adding? What are the missing pieces that could unlock a new level of growth and expansion? Is there a new uh, parallel market that you want to get into? You want to give more this year. How many want to give more this year? How much? Right? What's the number? You want to go from 10% to 15 to 12%? Calculate the math. Get specific on what, you're, what you desire more of. Because that specificity gives God something to work with. Because now you're confidently expecting things and your faith is going to manifest exactly what you're expecting but you have to get specific. Let me give you two little quick practical frames on this. <clears throat> I know it doesn't really help when I turn away to cough because the mic's on my head, but it feels polite. <laughs> Need a cough cue with the sound team. I'm gonna cough. When I do this, no. Okay, um, Two practical things on this. How many of you attended the LTE event? We did a couple of them last year. Life transformation experience. It's pretty awesome. Um, I had the privilege to lead it. But in that event, we do what we call deep work. And so I walk people through a process and they get clarity over what they're called and what their destiny and what they really want in their life, where God's leading them, right? And so you do this process and then you come out with this beautiful new blueprint of that propels you into this new destiny, into this clear picture of this is what God has called, designed, and destined me for, and now I'm gonna create a blueprint of my life that propels me in that direction. How many of you did that work? Yeah, yeah, Here's my challenge to you. Are you still rehearsing it? Are you still doing some daily affirmations? That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Like hearing that. But here's the thing. Some of you did that work but you haven't been rehearsing it and speaking it out and praying over it and looking at it on a regular basis and see what is that vision that you created? It is a clear articulation of what expansion looks like to you. You've already done the work, but unless you continue through repetition and prayer and faith and expectation, you're not optimizing that. Now, some of you have done different things that are similar, but when was the last time you pulled that out off the shelf and dusted it off? 
are you speaking over your life? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Another translation says they cast off all restraint. Listen, your faith and expectation needs to be the boundaries of what's possible and not possible in your life. It's your decision-making filter. This is what I'm expecting. This is what God's called me to. And so now that's out of bounds. I can't do that. It's not even an option because it doesn't fit in the bounds of what I told God I'm expecting him to do in my life. Now, one other frame. Oh, by the way, the next LTE is on the calendar for September. So you'll hear more about that. But if you are curious about that, that's coming around. What are the two words God's, the other two, like expansion, 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 but there's another couple words that God dropped on our pastor that he's been sharing. Legendary legacy. Woo! Just couldn't help myself. Legendary legacy. What if this week you took some time to reflect on that? To, To wrap your faith and expectation around legendary legacy, because it's not, just a word for a pastor. It's a word for this house, right? So if you're attached to the house, it's a word for you. What would make you legendary? Some of you, that makes you uncomfortable just asking the question. I love it. What would make you legendary? Who is attached to your legacy? Who's counting on you? How many of you got Kids? I don't care how well they're. Kids, you got kids, okay? Most of the room, over half the room. Have you thought lately about the legacy you're leaving for them? The example you're setting for them? They're counting on you. What is the faith that you have wrapped up and the expectation that you have stirred up and got clear and articulated and written down and had conversations with them? What is the legacy? Take some time to get clear, to write it down, to talk it out with a spouse, to talk it out with a friend, but to get clear because your faith is going to give you exactly what you are expecting, exactly what you're expecting. Is this helpful for anybody? Hmm. Before I go on to that, um, let me just, can I ask a quick question? Give me a couple expectations because the, the questions I gave you last week, what will be your biggest gain of 2024? Like this is part of faith and expectation. What if you took time to write that down? What will be your biggest gain personally, professionally, vocationally? Um, and so there's a power to setting that vision out. Anyone want to shout out a couple things? Just raise your hand. What will be your biggest gain of 2024? See, this is just priming the pump here. Everybody's hesitating on this one. Last week, it was all right because we were looking backwards. But now, see, this is creation, y'all. This is manifestation. What will it be, Charlton? Yes, he is. Charlton's going to get his teacher certification. If you believe it, say yes. Who else? What's going to be one of your biggest gains? Yes. Say it again. They're going to get debt free if you believe it. Say yes. How many else would like to get on that, that, that wagon there? If you're going to be debt-free this year, say yes. yes. Who else? Getting back to pre-wedding weight. Charlton, don't amen too loud there. But it will be her biggest win. Now listen, listen, 
If she needs that to feel whole or worthy or loved, she's living in the gap. But if she just says, well, I want it, but I don't need it, and I believe God created me and my body's a temple of the Holy Ghost, and so I'm honoring God through the, what I do with this body of mine, she, needs, she can do it from the gains. Have you done it before? Yes. See, now she's in the gains. Don't go after stuff, needing it, needing it. Who else? What's going to be your biggest? Yes, sir. Going to record my first audio book, Michael Avery. Now, last week we had the win, uh, Dr. Hager, in 2023, he released two, authored, published, and released two brand new books. Not the only books, just two more. You, you missed up. That's what you're supposed to like. That's, that's cool. But I asked last week, who else has got books that you're supposed to write? So when, once you get your books written, you know, if you need somebody to do that voiceover, like the audio book, like he's your man. Would be awesome, Michael. Anybody else? What's going to be your biggest win? Yes, ma'am. expecting a certain income. Now, I won't ask them for privacy of what that number is, but you better know what that number is and write it down. I'll never forget, I wrote down, the. Fr- I'd never had a six-figure year in my entire life, and I wrote it down on a, one of my beloved giant Post-it notes in my bedroom, and I put it on the wall, and Ella was old enough to, like, understand it, but I wrote, the number was, like, $105,000. And it didn't happen in 12 months, but it happened in about 18 but there was something about the number and being clear and going public where she and Katie could see it. There's something power. Write the vision and make it plain, right? You get, again, you put confident expectation on that and your faith is gonna manifest that in your partner with God. Yes. It's gonna happen. How many believe it's gonna happen for Jerrica and Caleb? Okay. <clears throat> Why did I do that? Because how many of your faith is built up right now, right? Yes. All right, last point. Key number three, favor and action is the means of our expansion. It's the means. Pastor Toye, who's spoken here multiple times, he has a wonderful book called The Wonders of Favor. And I'm gonna read you a little excerpt, a little little paragraph, so lock in. He says, your only sure guarantee for outstanding success Dignity and lasting greatness is the favor of God. The righteous are not blessed because they are more educated or privileged than others. They are not blessed because of their race or social class. The truth is the righteous are blessed because they are surrounded with the favor of God. God's favor has the power to change your night into day, literally overnight. It has the power to convert years of stagnation into a glorious new dawn of progressive success. Sounds like expansion, doesn't it? One day of favor will terminate several years of hard, frustrating labor. There is a limit to what our human connections and wisdom and ability can get us but there is no limit to the favor of God. And some of us have operated in our own ability, and it's time to shift. It's time to shift into that supernatural enabling that is the favor. Psalm 5, verse 12 says, Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor 
as with a shield. See, when you're surrounded by favor, it's not on you. Zach, man, the way God has promoted you in the hospitality industry and created opportunity for you, I mean, you're good, but you've, you've walked in the favor of God. Like, there's been inexplicable, unexplainable things that you got it and they didn't get it. Am I right? Yeah. See, when you walk in favor, in fact, you, you got a statement about favor. I, this is completely real time. What does that thing, you say something about, oh, favor isn't fair. That's what it is. Like, I totally wasn't in my notes, wasn't thinking about this at all. But he says that all the time. Favor isn't fair. And see, you can try and get promoted and get the thing you want and do the thing on your own. And I'm pretty sure you've tried that once or twice on your own. Yeah. Or you can say, you know what, I'm going to trust in the favor of God to do for me what I cannot do for myself. Listen, some of you, you've been trying to push through some things, some hustle, some grind, some manipulation, some of you. You say, well, I'm just having conversation. Listen, listen, step back and say, you know what, God, I'm gonna trust in your favor this year like I never have before. Because there are things that God can do for you that can happen no other way. And see, when the favor of God, when you're walking in the favor of God, it allows you to take quantum leaps. Like, not like a step, but like a, like I, if I wanted to, I can't step to that wall over there, right? I can't step over into Brandon Crossing. Like, it's not humanly possible, right? I mean, I could take some pretty big leaps on the stage, but that's as far as I'm gonna get, right? See, a quantum, like, some of you are looking at more of the next thing or the next of the old thing when I was saying that earlier. And God's like, hey, stop thinking so small, Monty, he's saying, don't think that small. Like, when you walk in my favor, brother, like, you can take quantum leaps. That there's no other way it could happen. And instead of it being, like, harder and longer and more frustrating, with the favor of God, you can take those massive, impossible leaps. And it's easier. And it's faster. And it's more joyful because of the favor of God. Stop trying to do it on your own. Some of you, your business owners, actually this isn't even business. Some of you, you've been trying to do your financial thing on your own. Can I make a suggestion? Stop it! I beat her, she didn't even get. Stop doing that. Surrender it to God. Do what Beck said, get intentional. Automate your giving, make your tithe holy. Make it non-negotiable. You've been trying to get promotion and you've been talking and you've been talking behind the boss and trying to like manipulate. It's like, no, get your finances straight, surrender it to God and say, God, I'm walking in you. If I'm supposed to get promoted here, I'll get promoted here. If not, you're gonna move me somewhere else because I know you're promoting, I know you're expanding me this year, but I have refused to try and make it happen on my own. I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna walk in your favor. Listen, there are things that God wants to do in your life this year, expansion that needs to happen, that needs to happen, that needs to happen. For you, Jacoby, there's expansion that needs to happen. And it's not going, I mean, he's good. I mean, he's so stylish. Every time I walk in, I'm like, I wish I was as cool as Jacoby. I mean, he just oozes cool. 
But there are things that are going to happen in this year that has nothing to do with you. And I know you, you walk in this place surrender, but there's a new level of favor and there are going to be some wild, crazy things. Probably things you two have talked about that you're like, yeah, we, and it's, it's going to be easy. Like you're not going to have to work it. You're not going to have to try and have a billion, bajillion conversations. You're not going to even have to negotiate. It's going to be more than you expect and easier and faster. And is that because of Jacoby? That's because of the favor. Because he's surrounded with the favor of God. And if you are a son or daughter of God, so are you. You're surrounded by his favor. Walk in it. Rest in it. Stop working so hard. And just trust him. And at the same time, do your part. <laughs> at the, like if Jacoby don't show up to work next week because he's like, man, I'm walking in favor. Look at me. How do you think that's going to work out for him? He's got to keep doing his part, doing work at an exceptional level, standing about, standing out from everybody else because he goes above and beyond because of his leadership, because of an integrity. He's got to keep doing his part, but trust and rest in the favor. Uh, this is straight from his book, and I'm going to read it. It's good to meditate on God's word and trust him 100%, but we can't stop there. We must take the next step and actually do something. You got to do something. Uh, you can pray and lock yourself in a room. <laughs> this is another quote. This one made me laugh, so I'm just going to read it. No amount of faith or trust in God can help you if you refuse to work. Thank you for that reminder, Pastor Toye. No amount of faith or trust in God can help you if you ain't going to do no work. Like, is he going to get his teaching certification if he doesn't do some work? No, he's not. But as you do it and you trust and you rest in him and you do your part, I believe that God, because of the favor that surrounds you, Charlton, there's going to be an ease and a joy and a peace even as you do the work. You won't be sitting late night some night working on, and you're just going to be like, man, I just feel good. Yeah. I shouldn't feel good, but I just feel good. Like, I just feel peaceful. You're going to go into exams and be like, I used to stress about this, but man, I just feel like I'm walking in something. And it's the favor of God. So we've got to do our part. We can't refuse to work, but we've got to trust in him. James 2, 17, 18. In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is, what is it? It's dead. Everybody say, it's dead. But someone will say, well, you have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Verse 26, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. God did not call us into his kingdom to be passive bystanders. He called us to be proactive participants. How many want expansion in your life? Say yes. yes. Are you ready to participate in it? I'm gonna trust in God's favor. I'm gonna surrender. I'm gonna get down on my knees. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna be so centered in him like I've never been centered before. I'm gonna be in the word. I'm gonna be in prayer. I'm gonna be in every service. I'm going to worship like I've never worshiped before. I'm going to be grateful like I've never been grateful before. I'm going to be so devoted to Jesus Christ this year.
and allow the Spirit to fill and overflow me. That is my intention. I refuse anything less. More of him, less of me. He's everything. That's where I'm going to stay. And then because of that, I'm going to be able to say I'm surrounded with his favor. Surrounded. You're going to be sitting at stoplights and you just be like, it looks gloomy over there in their car, but man, I feel sunshine over here. Silly stuff. Like I just feel different than I used to feel. And it's because when you get to that place, you are surrounded with his favor. It's like a force field, man. Remember when you were a kid and you were like, force field, force field. That favor is a force field. Nothing can touch you. Look at somebody say, nothing can touch you. And then we're walking in his favor and we're just going to say, okay, God, what's my part? When God wants to expand, you know how it starts? It almost always starts with an instruction. Okay, Mark, you're in a good place. You're walking in my favor. Now here is what I'm asking you to do. It could be simple. It could be moving your automated giving from Sunday to Friday. And when you get the email saying a prayer to say, oh, no, no, this isn't just flippant. This is holy. It could be saying, you know what, before I take my feet out of the bed and hit the ground, I'm going to take a deep breath and thank God that I'm alive. I'm going to thank God for my friends, for my family. I'm going to thank God that I got a job I'm waking up to go to. I got clients to serve. It could be a small instruction. It could be something significant. Because when you get in that place, you're going to start hearing his voice in ways you haven't been hearing. You're going to slow down. You're going to give him the time and space. And then you're going to walk in his favor. And he's going to say some crazy stuff like, like he did to me. He said, Mark, you got to get out of your safe, comfortable boat of vocational ministry and go out into the marketplace and make me famous. It was not my plan, everybody. I was a lifetime I thought I was going to be a 50-year-old cool youth pastor. That's what I thought. I'm still cool. But I thought my dad's a pastor before me. My twin brother's a pastor. My sister's a children's pastor. Like I had no intention of stepping out. But when God said, get out of your safe, comfortable boat and go out into the marketplace and make me famous, I said, okay, God. And I haven't done it perfectly. But his favor has surrounded me. He's covered me because he gave an instruction and I obeyed it. Why don't you stand up? Y'all was in this room praying last night. And I just started looking across the seats. And this is not a endorsement to like keep your assigned seat. But like I just started seeing faces because I know where y'all usually sit. (laughs) And I just, I started jotting some names down of like, man, they're just, they're gonna expand this year. They're gonna expand this year. There she is. Where's Crystal? 
I saw her. There she is. She's in her seat. Of course she is. Yeah. You look like Jaden for a second, but Kimberly is not Crystal, so. Expansion. And by the way, there's some things in the in your heart. He didn't say give up or let go. If you don't get tired of doing what is right, in the end you're going to reap a harvest. You're closer than you think. And there's not going to be challenge and difficulty with some things he does. There's going to be an ease to some things he does this year that you've been holding on to and praying and believing for for years. He's going to expand you. Not because you're surrounded by the favor of God. Because you've walked through the hard stuff and you've gotten better and not bitter. That that favor isn't fair. People are going to be like, why did that happen for her? Well, favor isn't fair, girl. And there's, there's just going to be an ease to it because you've been faithful. Marshall, I wrote your name down. Who else did I write down? Marshall, Rayanne, Aletha. Aletha, wrote your name down. Didn't write your name down, but apparently God had you. Like Cam. Expansion, bro. The transformation you've had this year, the, the surrender that you've gone through, some hard decisions that you've made, brother, God sees it all, sees it all. And just because some things in the natural haven't worked out the way you wanted them to, don't worry, he's got you. He's working. Even when you don't see it, he's working. And you, 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 got, you got a this position here, that surrender, that place in him, that putting him first, putting his word first. You gotta keep doing this, man. If you keep doing this, the rest of it will take care of itself. The details, the desires of your heart, all that stuff, just stay centered in him. But he's working. Monty, I already said something to you, but you were on the list. Gonna be easy, man. You've been fighting so hard, bro. Think you need to move, because you've been here, you've been doing good. You need to step over here. Just realize that you're here. You're in the favor. You're surrounded, surrounded by the favor. And you're just going to let go of some things, and he's going to take care of it. Because his favor does things you can't do. Not in your human understanding, your human ability. Your, no, you can't. Like, it's his favor that does it. And he sees. sees how you blocked it out. God desires to do things in you that you can't do. And all he requires is your full surrender and participation. Just trust him. Let him in. Now, is that a easy button for no more troubles and no more problems? No, because then he's not going to develop your character and you need that for where you're going. You need that. There's favor. Brother, I don't know your name. I don't know if I've ever met you before, but yeah, tall guy, you and your wife have been helping me preach all day. Like, you smiling? Yeah, you. There's just, you got that force field, brother. And there's, I think for you too, like you're a little later in the season, but he's like, don't let go of some of those things. 
there's still some dreams, some, some things that you're like, man, I, I thought that was God, but it was years ago. And it's in the back of your mind, and you're like, well, maybe not. That's okay. I'm happy. I'm content. You're not, like, angry about it. But God says, just wait. There's some, oppor- some open doors coming this year for you that you've tried to open in the past yourself. Didn't work out so well. But there's some open doors coming. And so just, just be in this position, favor, like I'm surrounded. But he's going to ask you to do some things, some instructions that you're going to have to step out. It'll be a little uncomfortable. And she's going to be like, go ahead, go ahead. And you're going to be like, are you sure? But just, just obey. He loves you. He's proud of you. So you're here today. By the way, if, if this me talking to people is new to you, that's just, I'm just listening to God and he's asking me to encourage some people. That's all. There are things I, I don't even know this guy, but that just being a conduit for what God wanted to say in the moment. That's all. That's how good God is. He loves you so much. He knows the details of your life when the speaker up here doesn't have a clue, but he does. Why don't you bow your heads? And if you're in this room and, and you're hearing all this truth, all this hope, all this stirring up of faith, and you're like, man, there's something in this room and I can feel it. I can feel the love. I can feel the peace. I mean, you feel it. It's kind of tangible in here. The presence of God, the love of God. He wants you to have that intimately and personally in you, in your life. But you don't get that without making a decision. See, he's not going to force you. He can't make you surrender to him. But he loves you so much. Listen, just the way you are, he loves you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to be number one in your life, but you have to make that decision. And listen, you don't have to clean up. You don't have to get ready. He loves you just the way you are, just the way you are, just the way you are, just the way you are. And listen, some of you who have dabbled in this thing, you come to church, you show up, but you have not fully, completely surrendered. That's what what I saw in Cam's life this past year. And heard, not even from him, but even from other people around him, a full surrender. And it required some changes that weren't easy. And some of you need to make that decision. You've been dabbling too long, and God says, hot or cold, don't be lukewarm. Now let's lukewarm stuff. This is your year to get hot for him. So if you're here and you don't have a relationship with him, maybe you've ran away, maybe you're feeling this call of like, I've dabbled long enough and it's time to get serious and put him first in everything. If that's you, I'm going to pray here in a moment. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. We're going to pray for for you to get locked in to your relationship with him. Maybe it's the first time or coming home. God, give him courage to respond to your love, to your love, to your love. It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. God, let him know your love for him right now. God, give him courage. On the count of three, you're just gonna slip your hand up. I'm gonna pray for you where you're at. One, give them faith, give them faith, give them faith. Two, three, just slip your hand up. We're gonna pray for you. Multiple hands going up, hallelujah. Another hand in the back. I think I see three or so. Anyone else? You just need to make this firm. There's a fourth hand over there. Hallelujah. Putting him first in any, in everything, in everything, in everything, in everything. Hallelujah. 
Whether you raise your hand or not, let's all pray this together. Some of you need, needed to raise your hand, you didn't, but you can pray this and make it your prayer. Everybody pray it out loud together. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for loving me just the way I am. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for the penalty of my sin. I believe that he died and three days later, he rose again so I could be saved. I believe it. I receive Jesus as my Lord, Savior. You're first. Everything else is second. You're first from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. <laughs> all right, last prayer. Because we can't stir all this stuff up and not pray one more prayer. If you want expansion, say yes. Oh, come on now. If you want expansion, say yes. How many felt that you need to get clearer about what you're expecting God to do? How many felt that? Listen, if that was, you have to, have to spend time this week praying and seeking God and worshiping and walking in, well, it might be a little cold to walk in nature. Do whatever you do to get alone till you're not alone anymore and hear the voice of God on what he, how he wants to expand. And, and don't over-spiritualize this. There's some things that have God has placed in your heart that maybe you're like, well, I don't know if God said that. Listen, if it's been there and it hasn't gone away for a long time, it's probably him. Because the word says he'll give you the desires of your heart. And how many of you, like, you need to step into the favor a little bit more. Like, you need to remember you're surrounded and you don't have to make it happen. And then how many of you are like, yep, I got to do it. I got to do the work. I've been waiting for God to do too much and not doing it. Oh, that's interesting. I would dare say more of you might need to do some more than you just confessed. Because he said, you can do all things, but I want to pray for you. Throw your hands up. Jesus, we love you. God, I thank you <laughs> that you are expanding us in 2024. I thank you that it is a season of new, new expansion, new opportunities, new doors opening. God, I pray for those that they just need clearer vision about how you want to expand them. God, they need to get clear on what they're expecting. God, download vision. Expand ideas. Bring creative ideas. Orchestrate conversations this week that plant seeds, that grow things this week to expand that clarity, that vision that you're going to bring to pass in 2024. Expand their vision, God, expand their vision. In fact, put your hand on your heart and say, just expand my vision. Expand my vision, Lord. Expand my vision, Lord. Help me to see. And God, I pray for everybody in this room, God, we are born again children of God, that we would walk with a new understanding, that we are surrounded by the favor of God. And God, I thank you that there's gonna be some things that used to be hard that this year are easy because of a revelation of the favor of God, that you are moving and orchestrating and shifting things in our favor, not because we deserve it, but because we're yours. And God, I pray that you would stir every person in this room, God, what is the instruction that you are giving them to obey? 
that requires their action, their participation. Make it clear, God. Make it clear, God. Give them instruction to move in the next 24 hours. Give them actions to take that they can take every day for the next 365. God, give them instruction and give them the faith and the courage to obey so that you can expand in every way that you desire. And I thank you for it, God. I praise you for it in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen.